Hey guys, welcome back to Uncommon Sense. So today I have a special guest on the show to discuss the importance of persistence in life and work just in general. I think that especially right now in our nation and other nations, shout out to Canada, Italy, Israel, and the UK for being my other top listenership nations apart from my home country, the US, but a lot of people in a lot of different places are just feeling down, I think recently, and for good reason, um, due in part to the economy, due in part to other things and situations going on in our individual lives. And so I just thought that this would be a good day to discuss perseverance and persistence. So we have an expert on the show for this topic. Persistent Pat, welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to kind of give everyone an insight on what drives me as a person and how I can help everyone else kind of get through their difficult times in life. So thank you, Jenny, for having me. And I appreciate your opportunity. My absolute pleasure. So first, Pat, can you just introduce yourself to my listeners? Just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I am Persistent Pat. One, I started this page on Twitter about three and a half months ago. A lot of what I've got has gone into my brand is just understanding what's going on in my life and understanding that I cannot do anything about this without attacking it head on. I can't just say, well, woe is me. So I have to just attack the day and I kind of resonate that through my page. If you see, you know, my content is just delivering, Hey, I have no option. I'm going forward and we're going to figure this out. So that's kind of where my page is going. And I know, as you said, a lot of people just are down. So then my, my, my vision is to help uplift people. So that's kind of where I'm at. Awesome. And I've scrolled through your tweets and they are very, very inspiring to me. So thank you for that. I am, I'm just really excited to talk to you about persistence. I've just personally been going through my own things. My mom was recently diagnosed with cancer. And I know that a lot of the time we just as people are mostly quiet about the things we struggle with out of an aversion for seeming or coming off weak to society. Um, so I've taken the Enneagram personality test. I don't know if you've heard of that. And it says that I'm a three wing four or basically an overachiever who can sometimes get emotional. Um, but for me, I definitely like to hide away the more emotional or negative stuff. I think that's just human nature to do that. Um, but what do you think about all of that in your experience? Are people more or less concealing their struggles out of a fear of coming off weak to everybody else? Or what's really going on with that, do you think? So, I mean, I'm sorry if you're about and this hits me hard because my mother-in-law has battled cancer for four years. And what really got me to the point of making a change was my mother-in-law was re-diagnosed with cancer a year ago. And we recently figured out that she only has a few months to live. So, like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm living it. And, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's hard not to be emotional. You know, I, I kind of a year ago would walk into a situation and try to run away from it. And it's just going to chase you back. Like, I can't, can't make you can't just run away from your problems. You have to attack it. Like I'm not going to say it's going to get easier in the next few months. And my life is living hell right now. I have to embrace this because I got to make something good out of the situation. I have to be there for my family to go through the time. That's not always an easy thing. It's like, you know, we live a very comfortable life. So when something is thrown at us, that's very difficult. It's hard not to be emotional and to say, why is this happening? But, you know, at, at times you just have to attack it. And like, as a man, I have to be strong about it and support the burden for my wife and my kids you know, that's my responsibility to do what I can. And that's like part of the reason I'm building this messaging is to help not only 
everyone else and help me financially, hopefully down the line. Like it's, you know, I really want to help people, but I want to help myself too. So it's kind of like, you know, you want to build something that you're proud of, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at. And I think that answers a lot of questions that you were asking. And again, I'm sorry, like for your situation. Yeah, well, you can definitely sympathize. And I'm so sorry for your situation as well. I mean, life is hard. Like, life is so hard. Um, And I feel like, you know, whether it's cancer, whether it's anything else, like, I feel like life really is just kind of one big hurdle after the next. And you have to be tough enough to to handle all of that. And you have to, you know, really be prepared for it all. So I kind of want to talk about, you know, you have to develop like this tough exterior shell, kind of like what you were talking about. You have to be there for your family. Um, I have to be there for my family and I don't think it's like a bad thing to have like a a tough you know exterior shell I think that's a good thing but sharing your struggle can sometimes help you endure your struggle and I also just want my listeners to hear that message because it's so true Um, but I want to talk a little bit about your slogan a little bit as well Um, I just I I guess I just want to read that for everybody so that they can hear it so Pat's slogan is quote helping you stay persistent in a world of instant gratification I think that's really super important too um you know, like people get really carried away with, I guess, just getting carried away. Um, and there is this major focus, especially in today's culture of just instant gratification, instantly, instant, instant coffee, instant gratification. Uh, And, you know, the, the coffee that takes longer tastes a lot better. And a lot of things in life that take longer and are harder to get, like they, they're a lot better actually for you. Um, but there is like this instant gratification issue and it just, it, it seems like so few people have like real long-term goals or uh, anymore. Like they just don't have long-term goals. Um, and I guess more, it's just more of a superficial, like pleasure seeking type of thing these days that, you know, wasn't as prevalent in previous generations that by the way, we're just doing a lot better than a lot of people that I'm seeing in our generation right now. Like people are struggling under the weight of just existing these days. They have no idea what to do with themselves. Like once they leave home, once they leave college, people are so lost and it's so sad to see. Um, and they are just, they are pursuing relentlessly instant gratification and superficiality and just the easy way and the wide road, not the narrow road. And they never, it just seems like I'm seeing so few like long-term goals. Um, And it just, it really doesn't matter, you know, what is instantly gratifying you. You will just never feel genuine joy. Um, I think there's just a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness being joy's more superficial sister. But I do wish more people could experience long-term joy. I just don't see that many people are putting in the work to experience that. And I guess even more importantly, they're not seeing that they need to put in the work uh, to experience true purpose and joy. Um, But that was kind of a long roundabout way to get here. But what are your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of what I think as we enter adulthood, you know, I'm still a young, relatively young adult and, you know, you're told to get a job and you're told to like, Hey, you know, I found myself living for the weekend way too much and that's, that's not good. You know, like I don't want to be like living for the weekend until I'm 65 and saying, okay, now I got a few years to live, you know? So I, I'd rather be uncomfortable now and build something that I can, you know, be with my kids more as they get older and have all the time I want for them. And that's not going to come from me just sitting here and saying, well, I'm going to get through my day and then just be, be okay at the end of the day and not work on myself or whatever you're going to do. And, too often times nowadays we're just 
we're looking at the day and saying, well, how can I be as comfortable as possible? And what can I do right now? I'm hungry. No, you're not. You're really not. <laughs> like, so there are so many things like that you realize over the time of just, if you understand what's wrong, it's like, you're not hungry. You don't need that drink. You don't need this. You need to go, you know, focus on yourself, invest in yourself, go read a book, go meditate, go work out. And that, that's kind of how I live. That's my life. Cause that keeps me sane during these times. And you know, you don't see the result today. Now, I tell you what, in three to six months, you're going to see some result, whether that's physical, emotional, mentally, where you're like, hey, I don't care what's happening. I'm going to get through it. But if you don't start, you know, it doesn't get built over a day. It gets built over time. And I think that's the key in today's society is like we're not willing to necessarily invest that time because we don't believe in that. And I think it all starts with believing in yourself. If you can believe in yourself and what you want to do, and what your vision is. You can do anything. Yes, literally anything. I wish that more people knew that they could literally do anything. Um, everybody just acts like they can't do anything. And it is so frustrating to see. But it does come back down like the gratification, instant gratification thing. It does like come back down to me it comes back to that happiness versus joy and so many people are willing to give up joy you know long-term joy in order to have short-term happiness and and again it's just not going it's it's the more superficial sister it is not going to make you feel as good as the joy would because you you need to have a purpose you need to have a purpose you need to sit with yourself you need to figure out what your passions are how you can profit from those a little bit earlier you were talking about how you know you want to help people but you also want to end up helping yourself and you know making money from what you're what you're doing on Online, and that's just the beauty of capitalism. I hate so much about how the left and these Marxist, socialist, communists of our country are just like capitalism, selfish. Well, actually, like communism, socialism is selfish. Not to get too like too political on this episode, but it is the communism is selfish because you're stealing from others. You are saying that you have a fair share of what somebody else has earned, and then you're stealing it from them and you're coveting it. It's just a whole evil ideology. But capitalism. It's the only economic system in the world where you can only help yourself if you are helping other people. And that makes it a good economic uh, system. And that is something that we definitely, definitely want to keep. But back to the instant gratification thing. And I mean, I, I, that can apply to so many things. Like people, you know, it's so much easier to like eat the ice cream than go to the treadmill or smoke the marijuana than it is to actually deal with the problems that are driving you to marijuana in the first place. Like you've got to release it with your yourself, work on your things, work on your issues, figure out what your passions are and go just head in for it. It is so gratifying to, um, and, and long-term gratifying, not instant gratification, but it is so long-term gratifying to have a purpose, to be chasing it, to, to be doing something meaningful with your, with your life. Um, and everybody who listens to my podcast knows that I'm a Christian. So I, I've always said that I just feel like it is a slap in the face to God to not reach your fullest potential that he gave you. And it's just so, so sad to see just, just to know how much potential so many people have and them either not seeing, not seeing it or refusing to see it because they just don't want to go to the effort to meet it. And I really agree with that because like, I feel like I was blessed with a lot of gifts and I'm not trying to come off as being like, I'm not bragging or anything. I just know I was shorting myself by some of the decisions I was making, whether that would just be, like I said, living for the weekend. I want to be the best person, best father I can be for my family and make the most for myself so I can enjoy life on my terms, not on what society wants to dictate for me. We're just letting society tell us, hey, go go, go to work, go do this. No, you decide, hey, I'm going to put an extra time instead of watching TV for three hours tonight. I'm going to go read. I'm going to go work on whatever I'm going to work on so that in five years from now, I'm not living on your terms 
And I think that's just such a critical aspect of today's society is just not, you know, understand what you want versus what society is telling you. And not everything you see, you need to believe. You need to do your own research and understand what, what's worth it for you and then follow that. Exactly. I 100% agree with you. And it's, it, it is a concerted effort. I, and I've called it the conveyor belt method ever since I was little where, you know, it's like you see these people, they go to public school, they go to public college, they come out, they go work for someone. And that is the supposed dream. And it's like that may be the dream for some people, but you've got to sit with yourself and really think about what is your dream. I mean, you get to have your own dream here. You don't have to just copy somebody else's dream or have people tell you that that's the dream so that, so you have to like it. Like I figured out very, very quickly in the corporate world that if I was going to be doing that, I was going to be the boss of it. And I just, I couldn't be, I couldn't be cube Jenny and I couldn't be office Jenny. It totally corrupted my creativity. I have to be outside. I have to be in the sun for my creativity to be peak, you know, and you're, we're talking about reaching your potential. So you've got to really figure out like the ways in which you know, the work environment works best for you, but, but don't limit yourself just to understanding how the work world works. I mean, you can be doing research about personal things, about all these different things. You've got to self-research. You've got to self-study. You're going to learn so much more um, than you would have ever learned in, in, in a university or at high school in a public school um, if you're, if you're self-teaching, because these are things that you're going to naturally gravitate towards, that these are passions in you, that you, you want to know about these things. So, so study them y'all. The internet exists. We live in the age of information. And so I have always said it is so bizarre how we live in the age of information. We have these smartphones and people have never, ever been dumber like ever. And people, I mean, people don't even know like what gender they are anymore, apparently. So I, I just think that you really do have to to take the time and, you know, like Pat was saying, really sit with yourself, really, really journal. I, I'm like a huge fan of like journaling and like just really like kind of just like I was saying, I'm a three, four on the Enneagram, which I don't really totally love the Enneagram for many reasons that I'll maybe go over someday. Um, but, you know, it helps me and it helps my four to like to just journal things out and to be like, just like check in with yourself. Like, am I, am, am I good with what I'm doing? Do, is there something I can be improving on? Like, and that's probably my theory actually, but to just sit with yourself, sit in honestly nature, um, you know, and I'm, I always plug, read the Bible on my podcast, but you do need to read your Bible and, and just, and figure out your, your purpose. Like, what is your purpose on this earth? Like, what are you here to do? And take some time to figure that out and then pursue it relentlessly. I just really think people need to be told that there's nothing that they can't do, especially in America, y'all. Like even now with it being super communistic-y, but y'all, you can still do anything. Um, so anyway, I wanted to ask you if you get questions from people who maybe message you and they're like, hey, Pat, like I want to be persistent. I want to be motivated. I want to find my purpose. I want to chase it. I want to be relentless about that. But I have no idea what my purpose is and I have no idea how to find it. Like, do you get questions like that? And if you do, like, how do you respond to those? So a lot of times what I actually get is just more so being, especially on Twitter, it's a little difficult because, you know, I think for myself, like I said, I, I'm a relatively skilled writer, which is why I took the step I did. And people, you know, they don't, 
I didn't get a thousand followers overnight. You know, it's taken a day in a day out effort. And I think that's a question I guess like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, Hey, just provide value, do these steps, just keep being, you know, consistent. And a lot of people have trouble with that. Again, going along with your instant gratification, you know, thoughts is just that we all want to see a thousand followers in a day. That's not going to happen. I don't, unless you pay for it. <laughs> so you're going to have to really, you know, work and craft your, your writing skills and then create value for that to happen. So a lot of times what I say is just, like I said, keep to it, be consistent, you know, keep honing in your craft. And at the end of the day, those results will pay. Like in life, most of, I, I haven't really shared my story. You know, if people want to hear it, I'll, if people reach out to me saying, hey, I really like your story, I'll tell them what's going on because I'm living it right now. So, if, you know, if you can get through what you're done through, I'll tell you. But I'm not making that outspoken. I'm just saying my message is coming just from my day to day. And they're like, Hey, what's helping me get through the day? Because it wasn't easy, but I'm here, you know, not in life. I mean, not too many life questions. Cause that's not really what I'm trying to get at at the moment. I tell people when they reach out to me, like, Hey, you know, I like your stuff too, or whatever. Keep going. This is what I'm going through. I'm not asking for your pity. I'm just asking for you to say, like, Hey, I'm going to be here and I'll help you too. But you know, that's kind of where I'm at. And like I said, not again, too many questions just related to the, like help me get through this tough time yet. So maybe that will line. Yeah. And I think just even the encouragement that I see on your page a lot and persistent Twitter and like motivational encouragement Twitter is my favorite Twitter to like follow along and to like peep in. There's like um, multiple accounts that I really, really like. Yours is one of those. And um, just the encouragement though, especially now, you know, even if people do have a passion, they know exactly what it is and they're chasing it relentlessly. You know, there's people getting weary out here. People are getting weary out here the economy is trash um you know globally because they shut everything down for covid again trying to not get too political on this episode but um yeah i mean people are getting people are getting weary is what i'm noticing and so i think that the encouragement is is super helpful for everybody um and that is why we're doing this episode about persistence i hope we can be encouraging to you guys about you know sticking with it if you've found your purpose and your calling and if you haven't you know go sit with yourself go sit with god figure it out and then and then chase it do it and you got to work hard you got to work really really hard but it's going to be worth it and i promise it's going to feel a lot better than any instant gratification thing you could think of but yeah encouragement is just something that you're definitely all about and something i think that you're very good at and something that more people could use more of right now like i really think that people just really need more encouraging um you know encouraging people to chase their purpose i believe is like the ultimate form of really loving your neighbor like really loving them um, it's one thing to be like, yeah, you're doing really great over there with your video games and your alcohol and your weed or whatever vice. But I just feel like that's not at all real love. And I'd argue that that's actually hate, like encouraging someone else's like self-sabotaging or self-destruction to me is just the equivalent of loathing them, like truly. But encouraging someone to find a real purpose and to chase that no matter how hard it gets. And trust me, it will get hard. I just feel like that is genuine genuine care for another human being. But I guess I was just wondering if you could speak more to that point. I was going to say just a, a quick spinoff. What changed my whole mindset was reading. I don't know if you've heard of it is Goggins can't hurt me. That's like that. Like that was what I needed to hear is that, that kind of like hard hitting truth is like, no, I was making excuses my whole life. I mean, I recommend that to anybody who just needs a wake up call in the sense of I'm willing to accept whatever I'm being told versus like, no, you can't tell me to do that. It's like, no, that's what some people need to hear. And that was one of those purposes. They like, no, this guy's doing all this stuff. And, you know, 
we made excuses our whole lives. You know, no, this is what I needed to hear. This got me motivated, and I lived that message a day in and day out. It's like what you can push your physical body and mental, you know, mental capacity to do. And I believe by raising your limits mentally and physically, that allows you to withstand some of the stressors that come along with life. You know, I just said cancer, you lose a job, you know, whatever. You're not going to handle that well if you're not pushing yourself. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you're just going to crumble. You're just going to completely crumble under the pressure of just life and existing if you are not prepared and if you are not pushing yourself and if you are not able to confront your own bullshit. And excuse me for cursing. I should have dropped a warning there. Some people listen with their kids. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I will I will in the future not just, just pop it on you. Um, but I just really, really love what you said about, you know, you had to face your own self and say, okay, okay, you in the mirror, you know, you can be doing better than this. I know you can be doing better than this. Um, and that's just, it's, it's a terrible feeling for people to feel that way. And I remember feeling that way in college. I was like, I remember I felt that way because they had told me you have to pick a major. You have to pick a major. I was like, why can't I major in like six things? And they were like, Jenny, get realistic. And I, and I settled on majoring in two different things. Um, but I did that because I knew that I could, I knew that I could. I remember looking at myself and I was like, okay, I could double major like I can do that and I just have to stop being a little you know b-i-t-c-h I have to just accept that it's going to be a little bit harder double is hard but anyway um you know you do have to come to the place where you're realizing okay can I be doing more if I can, why am I not doing more? And, and really sit with yourself and, and have those, that conversation. Because if you get to the place where you can take accountability for the things that you have done incorrectly, for the things that you could improve for all of that, then you, there's no limitations to what you can do in the world. There is no limitations to how much you can help other people who, I mean, just like you're doing Pat, you know, coming on the podcast and talking to people, to to my listeners about, you know, what you, what is required Required to really get yourself into the headspace of improvement and of persisting through hardships to to get to that improvement. And I just really, really respect everything that you were doing. But the bottom line really is, you know, you have to come to terms with who you really are, all of your BS that you tell yourself as to why you're not doing everything you know you could be doing. And I and I wanted to talk about this, you know, I've wondered about this a lot in my in my life. I've been like, okay, because there's a lot of people in America all over the world, there's like mental health crises everywhere. And like, they're always talking about how the mental health is declining everywhere. And everybody is just anxious and depressed and like bipolar. And they have all these different things. Um, I've always wondered because I just, I don't know, but I don't believe that it's possible for so many people to have so many mental illnesses. Like, I think that really, I really do genuinely believe this. I believe that a lot of people um, are anxious and depressed because they know that they're not reaching their potential. They know that they haven't found their purpose. They know that if if they have found their purpose, they're not pursuing it. They're not doing as much as they know that they could be doing. They're not reaching their God-given potential. And of course you're going to be sad if you're not, if you're not reaching your God-given potential and your, and your internal self knows that like you're, you can't lie to your internal self about what you're capable of, because if you're not reaching it and you're not meeting it, then you're bound to be anxious and depressed because it's just, it's going to be an internal fury. 
But what are your thoughts on that? Because I have always said, you know, I, I do think that a lot of people are not actually anxious and depressed. I feel like a lot of people just haven't repented. They haven't sat down and figured out what their purpose and, and calling is, and they haven't pursued it with the work ethic that is required to, to not feel like crap because you are not reaching your potential. You know it. You know when you're not reaching your potential. I think we all have that desire. I mean, like, for my, like, I always question, I saw my parents work their butts off to, you know, get home at 7 o'clock and have a decent life. And I looked at that, and I'm like, this is not for me. And as I've been in the corporate world for, you know, 7 plus years now, I realized that's really not true. And until I started trying to take a step towards getting out of that, I felt terrible. And what what it tells you is, like, your, you, your inner self knows exactly what you want to do. And until you face that and take a step towards that, you're anxious. You're depressed. You don't, you know, now I'm calm. I'm calm in the face of all this because I know I'm doing something to help myself. And if I wasn't, I'd be as bad as I was a year ago. So, I mean, it, it's, you don't make a change overnight. But you know, your inner self knows exactly what you want to do. And until you face that, you're just going to be anxious and miserable and you know, you're going to want to do everything instant gratification-wise that that's going to cope with how miserable you feel. And that's what leads to a lot of the mental issues we're having, along with the physical issues that come from not wanting to work out and not and eating terribly. And not getting any sunshine. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster if you don't even think about it, which is why I preach what I preach, because, you know, we can't have people doing this. You have to figure out, hey, I know life's hard. But we actually are very fortunate. You have to look at it like that instead of running from, you know, whatever issues you're going through everyone is. Yeah. And I think that that goes back to the entitlement issue that I talk about so much on my podcast, because it is a huge problem. It's a huge, huge problem. And I'm not only the millennial generation, it's like, and it's, and it's getting exponentially larger with every new generation is what I'm noticing. Like Gen Z, um, I, th I think they're calling the new ones after Gen Z, the alpha generation, which sounds pretty cool, but watch them be super entitled. They're going to be like so entitled. Um, but the entitlement issue is, is huge. I feel like people just feel like, they're entitled to feel good all the time without having to do anything to feel that way. Um, you know, and, and people don't focus on the things that are good for them. Like even I think Nike just put out an ad. I know Abercrombie and Fitch just put out an ad for like a gym wear and they're obese people on the ads trying to act like fat is fit. No, it's not. And you need to get sunshine and you need to read your Bible and you need to journal and you need to sit with yourself and you need to go in nature and you need to do like wholesome, healthy things that are good for you. Um, and, and really focus on all of that because the, what the culture is promoting and calling healthy is not healthy. It's not good for you. And they're just going to send you to the local therapist and, um, you know, pharmacist, and you're going to get your Xanax and you're going to get your ADHD medicine. I have always all I've had so many issues with the ADHD medicine because there, when I was little, people used to be like, Oh, are you ADHD? And it's like, no, I have an active mind and an active body and I need to be outside and I need to be running and I need to be thinking and I need to be doing, um, not just sitting in a room, like being told what to do. I was homeschooled, fortunately. So that worked out nice. Um, 
but people, people do need to focus on things that are good for them. And, and I love how you really emphasize the individuality of that and how important it is to really figure out, you know, your own personal, your own personal purpose. And really nobody can figure that out, but you, but I'll just, I'll just end this little rant, uh, this little section of my ranting, um, by saying that life is not about feeling good. It's about doing good. So just, just let that absorb into your brains. And cause that is really like, I mean, the point of life is to do good and to glorify God with everything that you do. It is not to feel good and to be having pleasure all the time and to be in this constant state of superficial happiness. Like you need some real joy in your life and that's going to take real purpose and some real work. And I'm big on that. Like, I just, I love being outside. I love getting sun. You know, anything that's good for you that, you know, kind of gets kind of thrown under the bus, you know, that it, those are the keys in today's society is being able to, like I said, exercise, get outside, you know, get away from medicine, get away from anything. Don't watch the news. Just don't even watch TV unless you're like, you know, once in a while, go read your books. Like at the end of the day, that's what really helped me, especially, you know, as we've had to have, you know, extra people in the house and, you know, deal with a lot of stressors that we can't control. Like at the end of the day, you control what you control and that those things help. They really, really do. I mean, I really have to be outside like the majority of the time or I will like lose my head. I have to be outside. I have to be in the sun. I remember joking in the corporate world. I was like, we should have offices outside. But I wasn't joking. I was totally serious. Like now I get to work wherever I want because I have my own companies. But it's nice to be outside. You have to get sun. Don't forget about these things. I mean, like you're saying, they are thrown under the bus. Getting sunshine is so important. You need to synthesize your vitamin D. You need to be... You just... You need to be in God's creation and you need to be, um, you just need to be, but speaking of being, um, what got you, what got you down this journey of being, you know, persistent Pat and doing like this motivational Twitter stuff, because I'm, I'm just fascinated to know. A year ago, I, I kind of just really was in a dark place. You know, at the time I figured like, my, my in-laws live about an hour and a half away from us. We live near a good hospital. So they had to stay with us for about a month last September as I started a new job. So I think we get kind of brainwashed in the fact that like, Hey, we'll find a, we'll get out of the one job and get a better one. And you're like, no, it didn't work out. So I was just this miserable wreck of just being anxious as I kind of alluded to. So like I said, through that time, and then they thought like, you know, the treatments happened for a month and then they left and nothing changed. And at that point I'm like, maybe it's not just the fact I'm dealing with this stress or maybe I need to make a change. So like we got to this year and then the issues kept compounding and like I said, as I made the adjustment to shift my mindset from being that victim mindset, I started really saying, like, I don't say my situation got better. My mindset's gotten better every single day. And even as I speak, I don't, my life is very difficult, but I still put in the time to get, you know, my content out, to respond to people, you know, to make an impact, because I know that's more meaningful than whatever work I'm doing currently, you know, for whoever I work for. So, you know, at the end of the day, my personal story probably would like, that's my goal in life is to write a book of how, cause this is some serious stuff that's kind of happened to me and it's not going to get easier immediately. You know, I know in a few months I got to tell my son that his, his grandma died, you know, like that's going to yeah. kill me like inside, you know, um, that's going to hurt. And then we have another kid on the way. So like, which we really wanted, but so like the problem is, is just, like I said, that stuff cripples people and it's making me, you know, I'm fighting through that every day 
because that's what I have to do. And I'm okay with that. Like I really am, you know, no matter how hard my day is, I'm okay with it. And I know that where before it would have crippled me, you know, I'm like, I can't keep doing this. And I was like, I'm fine. You know, we'll get through it. Personally, that's why I started the page. It's like, and so I took that step to really, you know, get my message out there. I was going to sit in that kind of fear, anxiety, um, you know, Hey, I could be doing more and you have to face that kind of, fear because you know that's the only way you're going to grow. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. It was just, it was crippling. It was like paralyzing. I mean, it's like you revert to being like a three-year-old lost in the store and you're like, where's my mom? Like, and you panic. And there's so many things in life that, you know, make you feel that way. And you start feeling like you're, you're, you know, there's, it's anxiety inducing. You're very stressed. It's like, you feel like you're having a panic attack, but you, you just need, like, people need to know that they can overcome all of these things. That's the most beautiful thing about human nature and just how we are to me is that we can go through all of these things in life and we can still come out the other side and be strong and just be what we need to be for ourselves, for our families. Like we, we have so much, um, capability to do, to do great things. And that goes back to the potential and making sure that you're doing everything you can to reach it because there is so much that we can all do. And, and to just see it, it's it just to see even like people like your story and like you have been through so much and you should definitely write a book. I recommend that everybody writes a book because I think everybody has a story to tell. Um, I'm writing a book and I am a little bit writer's block right now. My editor doesn't love me. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think that everybody is just, they have so much strength. They need to be reminded of that. And, um, and and that's just where the encouragement comes in. But the victim mentality, I I love how you talked about that earlier. It's just, it's such a big problem in our country and people need to get past that. I mean, you are capable of being the superhero of your life. You are capable of being the superhero of your family. You are capable of, of so much much, like I've said. So ultimately, I just think everybody needs to realize that you are your biggest asset in becoming in becoming exactly what you want to be and for being that strength for yourself. Yeah, I, I, I preach about that a lot on the page is just like investing in yourself. And I really believe that like my three pillars in life are investing my body because I don't want my family to be put in a situation where they have to take care of me. Two is investing myself, like, knowledge-wise, whether that's books, you know, researching tech, whatever it is, you know, just con- consuming knowledge. And like I said, three is just my, my family. Like, you know, those are my three things. If I do that in a day, I don't need to do anything else, and I'm fine with that. But if I don't work out one day, it's not going to be, you know, I, I don't feel very good. And I, I don't skip many days. If I do, I there's something that happened because I've worked on almost every day for the last six months. So I just think, you know, like you said, investing yourself is the ultimate weapon against, you know, all the evils of the world. Really? Mindset is everything. The value you make yourself, the more indispensable you are. If you get fired, you'll find another job. You might make, you know, you're going to, if you want to find something on your own, you're going to do that. You know, the opportunities are endless. The more you invest in yourself. Like I really preach that. That's one of my biggest topics. And I really believe in that the more I see it. It's like, look, I know I walk around a store and I'm like, I stand out compared to most people just because of my physique, let alone how much, you know, knowledge I've been acquiring. So, and I'm not saying that 
is you know gloating so yeah. saying that because that's real. Yeah, well, so many people are not trying at all. Like at all. Like I always say that it's actually not that hard to be in the one percent because ninety nine percent of people out here are perfectly comfortable. You know, being just like going like being on their phones all the time, not really doing anything with themselves, being completely directionless, and just go with the flow. And like they don't really. I mean, they're just not trying out here. And it goes back to the long term plans and the instant gratification and just not being prepared to self-teach yourself anything like you're not going to read you're not going to do the things that are good for you like it's sunlight and exercise like people there are so few people that are actually doing the and it's not like rocket science like they're just there are so few people doing the things required to to live your life in like a normal way where you are like a functioning human um so I, I really, I really, it's like, it's really, really shocking when people are doing it. So congratulations, I guess we have made it because we actually care about these things that matter and we actually care about growth. So I, I think that everybody needs to care about growth. I mean, you get one life on earth, um, and you really need to take advantage of all the things that you can do with yourself here to help other people and to glorify God. I agree. I and I think it was easier for me to find it because I'm naturally an introvert. Like I, I, not that I'd be afraid to come on the podcast, but I'm very confident in myself right now. So I'm fine doing it, you know? So, but I think just knowing yourself, like you said, reading the books and then I, honestly, I love being alone with myself where really, like you said, being in nature, it tells you like, Hey, you can really hear things. If you're just quiet and you let your, you know, the, you just be out there, be alone, get some sun journal, journal, like everything, everything that, you know, self-improvement talks about, Right. And you just got to take the time to do that versus being on your phone all day and just wasting time. And I think that's so critical in, in trying to find yourself because, you know, God's not going to talk to you if you're constantly distracted. Yeah, that's a good point. That's the biggest thing I think is like everything's trying to distract us. You just need to be like, hey, that's why I get my best thoughts when I'm in the middle of a deep run, like a very hard run, because that's when your brain starts really trying to talk to you or like, you know, those are the kind of things that you need to do to really stimulate your creative, you know, juices other than you're not going to get that sitting on the couch. No. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of things that we're being told are wrong and you really need to take the time for yourself so that you can find what that passion is. It's just not going to come to you. I think a lot of what happened to me happened because I was forced in such a difficult situation. I had to adjust or it would just been chaos. Like I was just so miserable. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah. And I'm thankful for what happened. Not, you know, so, but everyone's different. Yeah. And I think that sometimes some, you know, some people just need to reach that point in order to change. Like they need to reach rock bottom in order to change. I've had people in my life where it's like that, if that didn't happen, there was never going to be a them changing, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't like that it happened, the fact that it, way it did, and but without it, I wouldn't be able to be that rock that I need to be and understand, it's like, hey, I don't care what happens with this, like, it'll be fine, because I believe that, I believe in my value now, but, you know, I hope that some, like, people that follow me understands, like, hey, you can make a change before you hit that part. Yeah. And you just have to realize it, you know, don't wait till you, like, life is so hard that you have to change or you're not going to make it. 
Yeah. And I think that sometimes when people fail at something or another, they just, I mean, that's not your story. Unless you decide that that's your story, that's not your story. The bounce back after that is so much cooler than if it had never happened. You know, like that's why a lot of people love on underdogs. I love underdogs. Um, so, you know, it's just, that doesn't have to be your story. Things work in life. They don't work in life. You'll win, you'll fail, but you've got to be able to cope and you've got to be able to bounce back because you can, first of all, and you have to second of all. And I think that sometimes people think it's selfish to like take a step back and like, if you've had like an L, you know, if you've had like a loss or something, and then you take a step back and like, I think some people think that that's like selfish to do, but you've got to be selfish sometimes in order to not be selfish. Um, you need to take a step back and really regroup and then get it together and then, and then come back stronger than ever. Right. And I, I encourage everyone just to put their phone away. You know, if you get away from it, you know, if you're listening to music on a run, fine, go just be outside for an hour, whatever you need to do, put it away. Don't be, you know, like I think, you know, especially our generation is just so entire, like they just need their phone and everything that comes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I remember being in college and everybody would be like, they would just be on their phones, like walking around campus and like looking right at their phone. I was like, how are y'all walking? And, and staring at your phones because I'm one of the people that has to, I have to like watch my steps or I will like trip and fall. I did fall. I did fall actually one time, not, not texting. I was not texting by the way. I was coming down the stairs of the, uh, the student union at Ole Miss where I went to college and, and I fell and I, and the guy I was walking with didn't even like help. <laughs> like, sorry, Brandon, if you're listening to this, you should have, you should have stopped me from falling my brother. Um, but I fell down the stairs and I wasn't texting. But my point is that, yes, a lot of people are just like, they're like freaking zombies on their phones. Right. And uh, that's such a bad habit. And like, I purposely don't look at my phone. Like I, I when I go out in public, I just, I, I observe because I don't need to talk to anybody. I talk to my wife and that's it. And then Twitter can wait till whenever. But I purposely focus on people and say like, are you serious? You know, you're on your phone. All of, like, it's just, it's, it's awful. And I just, like I said, get away from it get outside you you know you have to because at the end of the day it's not good for you and you need to realize that it's just going to cause more problems yeah 100% i think social media has added substantially to the anxiety and depression rates in our country and everywhere else like I, like social media scrolling for hours and hours, like definitely not good for your mental health. 100% can say not. Yeah. And comparison theory and all that. Yeah. And I just think that a lot of times what really comes across is like you can use social media to consume or you can create. Exactly. That's the line you got to walk is like, if you want to be on the create, fine, that's really good. But if you're just going to mindlessly consume, for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. um, Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on all of that. And I mean, most people that are on social media, though, they're not creating like you and I. Like, they're not they're not actually, like, creating stuff. Like, most of the people on social media are mindlessly scrolling and they're going to, like, you know, their idolized celebrity crush whatever web, like, you know, social media account or their TikToking, you know, things. So, I mean, I and I have a lot of younger people that listen to my podcast, so I would just encourage my younger audience to steer yourself away from that and steer your friends away from that because that is just like really that's just a terrible terrible habit it is your life you do not have to do what everybody else is doing and cut out the bad habits is is my advice and that's a really good point just habits in general compound the good habits like that and get rid of the bad ones or minimize them at least you know it's okay like i don't think you know I do like a good beer, a good bourbon. I don't think cutting that out completely is is necessary, but, you know, have your good habits outweigh those bad ones by a lot.
Yeah, well, Pobody's nerfed, right? Um, I don't know if anybody's heard that before. It's a joke on nobody's perfect. Anyway, um, yeah, nobody's perfect. I mean, you it's not it's not about eliminating everything that brings you any sort of happiness. It's about balance, really. Exactly. You you know, I I think a lot of times people are like, I don't want to work out, and I want to die. I'm never going to see results. And it's like, no, you know, it doesn't have to be extreme. Like most people can balance it out, as you said, because you know you're making the good decisions on all your days and you do uh, you have a bad meal or you have a drink i am so convinced that they want us all fat sad and controllable like that is what they're after it's so clear it is so clear you can even look at the freaking food pyramid and figure that out um but i'm just i'm very convinced that like corporate america and like uh the government just really want everybody like fat, sad, and controllable because of course they do. Your misery and misfortune is their dollar bill. Okay. You're exactly right. And it's even worse for like men because you know, how are you supposed to be a father if you can't chase your kid around? You know, like what are you doing? And that hurts me every time I see, like I, I I go to the playground and I'll see a dad running around the kid and that just gets me all motivated. Like I'm just all fired up. I'm like, but it's a lot of the women too, you know? Yeah. And I, I, you know, I I just, every time is like, if I don't want to work out, one day and I see something I'm like okay I can't do that you know like it, it gets it and you just stick with it and I preach that a lot in the fact of like hey just you're being you're going against what society wants that means you're doing something right yeah and I think we all need to view the world like that you know if you're probably doing what everyone else is doing you're probably doing something wrong yeah that's an excellent point and I just want to say like physical fitness it helps you so in so many other areas of your life like if people whenever anybody tells me like oh I've been anxious and I've been depressed I'm like I'm usually just like well when was the last time you worked out when was the last time you took a jog when was the last time you even just walked you know 10,000 steps like when was the last time you did that I, I just think that people really need to focus more on that because it helps you mentally. It helps you spiritually. It helps you in every single way. And like you were saying, you know, you want to try to not be a burden to your family. I think we all have a responsibility to be as physically fit as possible to, to ensure that we are not being a burden to other people. And instead the culture is going the other way and saying, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. If you want to be morbidly obese and wear this like bikini, um, it's like, take care of yourself. God gave you this body. God gave you your mind. God gave you your soul. Take care of these things. Take care of these things. Man, this has been a wonderful conversation. I'm going to have to have you come back on, Pat. Like, this has been a wonderful conversation. Do you have any last minute tips to that you would like to give to everybody before we wrap up? In my opinion, the key to being successful and to being happy is to understand what you want in life and attacking it day in and day out. And until you do that, you're just going to, your fear is going to chase you and you're going to be anxious every single day. And I just encourage everyone to say like, Hey, you can make a change whenever you want versus, Hey, you, you, your face, your back's against the wall and you have to make a change. So I would just encourage everyone to really take that time to really say, am I doing what I should, like you said, what are my God given gifts? And am I maximizing that? Cause if not, you're doing yourself a disservice and that's why you're anxious. Yeah. That's my biggest like takeaway from what I want to get people to understand. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, it's just like we were saying earlier, your internal self, your soul is going to know when you are not living up to your God-given potential. And when you are not living up to your God-given potential, you're going to have anxiety attacks. You're going to have panic attacks. You're going to freak out because your system is telling you do more. You can do better. Just, just try. Um, so I, I completely agree with you. That's an important message. So can you just let everybody know where they can find you online and support you? Persistent Pat on Twitter. I am, this is just the building stage. Uh, please follow me. 
you know, reach out to me. I'm happy to help you with whatever situation you're going. Hopefully it's just a start, a lot of new things coming on, but with my current situation right now, follow me on Twitter. I tweet regularly. I've been on every day for the last three months. So again, please follow me. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine. 